0: Sometimes the are you okay conversation is just a, a knowing glance or a hand on the shoulder or, or a beer or whatever it might be. Other times it's a more engaged conversation but you know follow that gut feeling and trust yourself and accept that sometimes it might not go to plan, you might not follow the regimented four steps of a conversation that we advocate but at least you've had a crack.
1: Welcome to the Beers with a Minor podcast episode number 19. I am Mad Mumsy. For years now, I have been asked the same questions. How does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. Oh, how do I get a job doing that? Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What is it really like and what does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers, with a fellow miner. Audio blogs are also shared so you don't have to read. Now let's dig in. Get it? Dig. Mining. (laughs) Cracked me up. A conversation could change a life. In 1995, much loved Barry Larkin was far from okay. His suicide left family and friends in deep grief and with endless questions. In 2009, his son Gavin Larkin chose to champion just one question to honour his father. And to try and protect other families from the pain his endured. Are you okay? While collaborating with Yanina Nern on a documentary to raise awareness, the team quickly realised the documentary alone wouldn't be enough. To genuinely change behaviour Australia wide, a national campaign was needed. And from this realisation, and with Gavin and Yanina's expertise and passion, are You OK? was born. Gavin remained a passionate champion of the fact a conversation could change a life, even as cancer ended his in 2011. His and Yanina's legacy is ensuring all Australians realise a little question can make a big difference to those people struggling with life. As well as helping you start these conversations... Are you U OK? are also working with experts in the field to monitor how these conversations impact on Australia's suicide rate. Today I am speaking with Brendan Maher, the current CEO of are You U OK? Day. Welcome to the podcast, Brendan.
0: Thanks very much, Leanne, or would you prefer I
1: called you Mad Mumsy? Oh, look, you can call me Mad Mumsy, but um, Mad Mumsy is out of the closet now, so to speak. So, I interviewed my mum that came out this week, and she called me Leanne, the first time on an actual podcast. And I'm proud of who Mad Mumsy is. So, whatever feels right for you, Brendan.
0: No worries at all.
1: Now, I first heard of Are You OK Day through a hashtag on social media. I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, I know I made a Canva picture, which is the software that I use to whip up a little picture to share on um, my websites and and stuff. If you don't know Canva, you really need to get into it. My friends, canva.com is free. It's awesome. So I shared it on my Mad Mumsy page and I thought it was a fantastic idea and about getting the conversation going and just asking, are you okay? And here I am today interviewing the CEO Welcome to the podcast, Brendan. Uh, once again, uh, it's an absolute honour to have you here. Well, it's really, you know, it's really great to be here. I think you know, uh, at the end
0: of the day, where you know we want to get this message out to the you know to, to every corner of Australia, and um, it's these kind of conversations that help us reach you know different people, and we know that the resource sector is an area that um, has lots of challenges for people you know working in you know kind of fly and fly out jobs. Um, even those who aren't working in play-out, play-out jobs. At the moment, um, you know, there's another, another lens of uncertainty over the sector, I guess. It's, you know, it's not as vibrant and buoyant as it might have been um, a few years ago. Everyone's aware of that. And it's these times that the relationships that we have with, uh, with our workmates, you know, with our family and friends, particularly as they get tough, that kind of help us uh, weather the, so- the, the storm, so to speak
1: yeah that's right, and especially where I am up here in Queensland in the coal mining industry, there's been a big downturn as we sit here in towards the end of august twenty sixteen although this week coal has sparked a little mini revival, which everyone's a bit excited about. You can feel a little bit of a spring in everyone's step, but it does make a lot of challenges for everyone, and it's times like that you really do need you need your mates, you need your family and someone to talk to and campaigns like this are just it's a really great idea because holding things in just doesn't help anyone
0: yeah that's right you know i mean we're all wired differently you know some of us are are better at you know kind of facing um adversity than others you know some of us think we're good and then when we find ourselves in a in a bit of a tough spot we realize that you know perhaps we we weren't as resilient as we, we we maybe thought we were and I guess, you know, as a, as a movement, um, Are You OK? relies on um, on you and I to notice the changes in, um, in people that we spend, you know, that we spend time with, our, our workmates. You know, we're well positioned uh, in, in you know, I guess, noticing changes in people around us that might give us a bit of a gut feeling that things perhaps aren't quite right. And uh, finding the time and, and having the courage to, to, to reach out and, and say to that person, look, you know, I've noticed you just haven't been yourself lately. Is everything okay? Can I help?
1: That's right. It's a great thing and I guess especially when it comes to blokes. I know with my female friends and I don't want to generalize too much, but in my, you know, few years <laughs> I'm still a spring chicken. <laughs> but I've I've met a lot of people in all all different sorts of um situations and I seem to find that a lot of times women will open up we have girlfriends to talk to and we'll rave on about everything you know which is why mad mumsy is loving doing a podcast (laughs) because I just love to talk and it's hard when you come across people who don't men especially I have found found I have had a couple of women who don't open up much. One person in my family is quite close to me, my daughter, I'm sure she won't mind me saying it. She doesn't open up much either and she went through a rough a rough trot, which beers with a minor podcast will know, cause uh podcast listeners will know, because we um talked about when her partner died in a in a coal mine. You can hear that at madmumsy.com forward slash beers ten where we talk about when her partner Tony passed away and the the struggles that the whole family had I managed to open up and chat but she just held it all in we went through the company we could go and see a psychiatrist I think you know through through the company help and I got a lot out of it but she said yeah I'm not going back because it's just not her style is that what are you okay day is about just I don't know if I'll use any of that. That's fine. That's fine. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to wrap my head around the. Um, and I don't want this to be all about me because sometimes it can be. Because, like I said, I do like to talk. Um, but I know that I struggled trying to help my daughter by trying to get her to talk about it. And you, can, you just can't make some people talk. So. Is that what you're saying, just by at least asking the question, you're giving the opportunity for someone to talk?
0: Absolutely. You know, it, it's often said that, you know, the worries that keep us up at night aren't as bad once we've, once we've shared them with a friend. Mm. And even even though someone might not be the talking type, the very fact that they know that there's someone that cares enough to have, you know, kind of reached out and, and noticed, you know, noticed change. Um, is quite often really profound in itself. I mean, the truth is, you're right about blokes. I mean, if if I draw, you know, my comparison to uh, working seven years with Lifeline. Lifeline, as you know, is a, as, you, as you, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, um, is a 24-hour telephone crisis service. You know, Lifeline take over a million contacts a year now, and uh, certainly, when when I was with the organisation, sixty five to seventy percent of those contacts were from women. And really, it's not, women
2: have, yeah, absolutely, and and it's not because women have you know more problems. Um, it's because women are better at um, at seeking help, uh, and yes. putting their
0: hand up when you know when uh, when things aren't aren't going aren't going well. Um, Probably have uh, you know sort of safer um, social circles, uh, you know, more willingness to know that they're going to be heard. And look, in a lot of respects, I don't you know I don't believe that blokes don't want to talk. I just mm-hmm. uh, I just think sometimes you know they they might not have you know quite the same you know quite the same opportunities to, to, to have a yarn. Um, you know that as, as 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 guys get older, you know their their social circle sort of can shrink. Whereas women are better, are much better at kind of maintaining those those social networks than, than guys are. You know, like I'm sure many many blokes who're listening now can probably think, you know, gee, there's there's probably five or six people that I haven't spoken to for a while. You know, it could be six months, could be a year, could be two years. Um, but they know when they pick up the phone or, or, or reconnect with that person that they'll they'll probably pick up just where they left off. Yeah, it's, it's not hard to let those. Um, you know, to let those relationships, you know, sort of wane to a point where, you know, two, three, four, five years go by, and then it becomes, you know, more difficult perhaps to reconnect with um, with people that, you know, at one stage of our lives was, you know, sort of really important.
1: That's right. I, I must admit, I've got plenty of uh, friends like that in my life too. My sister and I call them our uh, they're special people. One of the, they're they're one of the special ones because it could be ten years and you know that whenever you get back it's how you were or if if we ever needed each other they're there they're there i do have some men friends that once you it's kind of like you know creaking open a door or something once you start having a chat and in in a in a different way not in a you know in their way I guess in a, in a way that they can un, not understand but relate to a little bit more and um, I think there's a lot more especially with all the suicides that we've sadly had in our industries, especially it became quite prevalent over in w a with the inquiry into FIFO suicides et cetera and happening out at camp and things and and you it it seems the conversation seems to be opening up a lot more than it has um, and especially with campaigns like yours that's just helping a little bit more but I just wonder on the ground if change is being seen is it do you have stories of how conversations have helped that, that you know of many
0: stories many stories, mm. many stories. Um, you know we were really really privileged in in uh, 2014 and 2015 to be part of a, a national conversation bus tour where we took a big yellow bus, you know, kind of uh, across Australia and visited a lot of kind of uh, regional, remote communities, um, you know, some 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 sort of you know metro, you know, city city places as well. So I kind of went to Melbourne and Brisbane and, and other places. But last year, uh, one of the experiences I, I remember um, well was. Uh, was in Kalgoorlie, we went to a, to a mine site out there and, and had an event, and uh, there was a guy by the name of Sean who who came and had a yarn to us afterwards, and and he said, look, I really want to tell my story, and we had a, a kind of a, a video camera and sort of a makeshift recording studio in the back of the bus, where awesome. we could, you could kind of capture stories you know, from real people, and like, people, people want to hear from people that they can relate to, and... You know, Sean was a, you
2: know, you wouldn't get more of a um, stereotypical bloke's bloke. You know (laughs) what I mean? You could just tell that it was going to be hard for him to tell this, but he wanted to tell his
0: story. And he he got to a stage where uh, there was a big change in his his, um, working environment and it wasn't working for him. And he recounts how he was in such a dark place that, you know, he'd be in his bedroom, with you know the, the blinds closed, you know, and he talk about you know the phone would ring or there'd be a knock at the door, and your stomach could just drop because you know there was all this anxiety. And mm. he, he refers to a his immediate supervisor, who was a um, a lady that 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 was his immediate boss, who sat him down and said, "Look, I can tell things aren't quite right. Um, what's going on?" And you know. What can we change to make life easier? And as a result of having that conversation and being really open and honest, this uh, immediate supervisor changed things around for um, for Sean. And he, you know, looked us in the eye and said it was it was such a profound change for him to actually be heard, and such as a subtle and small change. He said,
2: but he, he's absolutely convinced. He's it's why he's still here, walking the planet. Wow!
0: And he also said. This person wouldn't even know it. Um, it was just, uh, you know, it was a small thing on this person's behalf to actually sit down, give him a chance to be heard, um, to be understood, and to make a couple of changes that were in the, you know, within the, you know, the, the, the realms of that person's, you know, um, ability that that sent him back on the straight and narrow, and now he's thriving again. And you know, it, it's we hear many stories like that, and I think we underestimate our the, the the power of just taking the time to reach out to someone that we're worried about and to know that there's actually someone who cares it can be it can really be life changing and you know we're not always all at that pointy end of life you know like and and are <laughs> okay isn't always focused on on mental illness you know we we all have struggles in life you know your your relationship breaks down um, you you're having you know, issues at work. You, you run into financial troubles. Um, you, you become physically unwell. Um, all the things that are, that are, that test us and 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 you know make make life challenging for us are, you know, how we get through those moments in time um, can be greatly enhanced by the people we've got around us in in just you know saying, hey mate, look, I've, I've noticed things. You know, it's not like you not to answer your phone. It's not like you not to come down to the you know come out to the pub and have a beer what's
1: going on and because a lot of times too we don't know what what's going on with people and especially if we work with them in any workplace I guess but especially out in mining and I've come across this plenty of times over the years and I guess it's kind of uh, helped form the messages that I'm I'm putting out there is just because the dozer driver on the dump's getting cranky and yelling at everyone doesn't mean that it's us. You don't know what's going on in their life. And you can, and that's the sort of thing. If you can tell a big change and you can just say, well, you know, what's up your ass today, mate? Oh, I've got to tell you too, this shows you're allowed to swear. <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> it's rated explicit in iTunes. Yeah, well, if you're in mining, you've you got to hear it or don't bother going because <laughs> you'll be a bit precious. <laughs> So but you know, in the right timing, not as a joining word. <laughs> but um yeah. but yeah, it I, I noticed that too, and I've noticed a couple of times um last year I was going through a bit of a tough time myself and I was out at work and I needed someone for a couple of times there. It was after my daughter's partner had died and I did not want to be in a mine site because he never came out of a mine site. He died in one. He had a heart attack, Brendan, and um I didn't want to be there at all and the first mine the mine I was at when it actually happened oh, the team around me were fantastic you know they, they were awesome but then I left mining for a while and when I came back there were certain things that I just couldn't handle and I didn't know anyone there and I didn't have the support and I ended up not not being me at all I, and that scared me because I'm the positive one. I'm the one that helps everyone else get through shit. And then when it was my turn, um, I wasn't letting on either, you know. I guess one time I went in and it came out later and this one lady said to me, I remember that day. I I thought you were just really sick, you know. But I'd basically had a bit of a meltdown in my truck during an emergency because every time there was an emergency, siren going off, it reminded me of when Tony died. And it was probably just a sensor on a machine that said it was on fire. It didn't mean there was a person in trouble every time this emergency siren went off. But I found myself curled up on the deck of my truck. And in in a, you know, in, what do you call it? Fetal position. <laughs> what the hell am I, well, what the fuck am I doing here? I'll say that right now. But I got through it. <laughs> eventually.
0: You did and you know, you you are probably sharing an experience that you know, um, that people can relate to like um and, and you probably got completely ambushed by something that you didn't expect. Exactly. Um, and that's that's the truth. It can you know life can treat life can creep up on you. You know, when when you when you talk to people that um, and I've come across plenty of people that you would think you know, heavy set, you know, tattooed, beer drinking Blokes who, you know, who will open up and say, hey, you know what, um, I went through a really, really tough time, and you know, I, I actually can't believe I'm here today. But you know, I'm here because, uh, because of my mates, or because of my wife, or because of my kids. Um, you know, someone cared enough to, you know, kind of say, you know, sit me down and say, you know, what's going on?
1: Or uh, like Sean? Like, sorry to interrupt there, but like Sean, it was because of his supervisor. Exactly right, who, who took, you know, had her blinkers off and
0: cared enough to, you know, kind of sit down and spend, you know, 15 or 20 minutes with someone to, to try and understand what was going on. You said it before, um, Leanne, you know, like, uh, if you look around, many of us are fighting battles that others don't know about. So, you know, when, as you said, if if, if the one of the other drivers or a crane driver or, or someone's cranky, you might think, oh, jeez, what's up? You know, what's what's going on with them?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nearly. Nearly.
0: <laughs> and um, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going on in their life? You know, it's it's easy to try and look at the life. You know, look look at things through through your lens. If someone's you know not 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 coping with you know with things that are you know that you might you know think, God, I wish I only had what that person's got on their plate. Yeah. You know, they've got it easy. Mm. That could just be the iceberg. It could be a miracle, and the most courageous thing in the world that that person's actually got up and managed to drag their, their, their themselves into uh, you know into the workplace because you know sometimes you don't know why why it is that you can't get up out, up in the morning, and sometimes there's things going on that you actually can't get through yourself, and there's a lot of things that you can't get through with your friends and family. A lot of conversations are too big for you and I, so. That's why Are You okay is, is really about, you know, kind of four steps. The first, the first thing is to notice that something's not quite right and to follow your gut feeling that says, you know, something's not quite right and have a bit of courage and and find, you know, an appropriate time to, to have you to that person, you know, like go for, go for a coffee or a beer or find, find some time where you're going to be able to sit down with them and, you know, spend the time with them to, 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 to have a chat. And then you ask, you know, to make that observation. Look, it, it's, um, I'm just worried about you because, you know, you're just not yourself and these are the reasons because those proof points are important because it makes it, it, makes it more difficult for that person to deny that something's, you know, actually going wrong. Mm. And, uh, you know, if they do deny it, that's fine. Maybe it's too difficult for them to talk about. Maybe, um, it's, it's, uh it's far too personal. Maybe they don't trust you. There could be a range of things. So if they deny it, that's fine. Yeah. Because maybe later on that night they'll go home and think, you know, I was doing such a good job keeping this under wraps, or at least I thought I was. Yeah. But they're on to me.
1: They're on to me. Look days. out.
0: Yep. And then it's about, you know, asking that question. Look, are you okay? Is is, is everything going all right? Talk to me. What's happening? And then and, then, and then it's about listening and, and, and not, you know, we all, Tend to be problem solvers and want to jump in and try and solve someone's problem. And really, at the end of the day, it's about just listening and, and letting that person get what they want to get um, off their chest. And then it's about encouraging action. So, have you thought about going to see the, you know, going to see your doc? Um, have you thought about accessing the um, the EAP or, or whatever supports the, the, you know, the company's got if it's a workmate? Mm. Is there anyone else you can talk to about this? Give that person a chance to try and think about, you know, some some things that they can do to start getting things back on track. And then, you know, then finally, it, it's it's about following up with that person, you know, in a week, a few days later and saying, look, um, how'd you go? Did you get to the doctor? Yeah. Um, I don't need to know the details. But yeah, I did. I got to the doctor and, you know what, it was this and, and I'm feeling so much better and, all of a sudden you've been involved in, you know, in, in helping someone, you know, perhaps sort of get things back on track. And, you know, it feels good. Mm. It feels really, really good. And and who knows where that problem could have gone without your intervention and, and, and the fact that you've taken the time to, to say to that person, look, you know, I'm worried about you. Um, I care about you. Uh, what's happening? And, you know, you don't have to get into touchy-feely stuff. <laughs> all you've got to do is to just suss them out and, and – See what's going on, and let them know that you care. In worst case scenario, they get they get pissed off and they tell you to mind your own business. It's not a fail. It's no. not. In time, they will appreciate the fact that you you've taken the time to reach out and say, you know, everything going alright.
1: And you also might find that they weren't ready to talk to you today. They might have been taken aback a little bit but they might process it overnight or in a week or next break, and then next time you have a chat, they might be ready for you to ask again or they might be ready that's for cool. you, for them to open up about what it is.
0: Exactly, Leanne. Just mm. say to them, look, you know, I'm always around if you want to chat. Yep. You know, give me a shout, I'm
1: here. Yeah, and following up too, I think that's a really good, a good step, not just having that one conversation you know, showing again that you've you've listened and you care, and then following up and saying, "Um, how did you go you know how did, did you, yeah okay. how did how did you go mate like they're not big massive sit down guts on the tables to start with. that's what we used to call it in our house when I was growing up, yeah. right guts on the table. we had a blended family and teenagers, and it was a bit wild at times, so it was. My dad used to call Friday night, guts on the table, sort this shit out. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be that. It might end up like that, but it can start off, like you said, um, I've noticed you're not yourself. Are you okay? Anything I can do?
2: And then ask exactly. again. Mm. And, you know, Leanne, it's also about, you know, looking after yourself as someone who's,
0: who's, you know, decided to support someone else. Like, you know, you could get some really tough uh you know you could get a really tough answer about what's going on and you know it could be something that you totally didn't anticipate and um you literally don't know how to respond um and, and that's a time where you sort of say look you know look mate this is a this is you know, assembly, you're, you know having a really tough time and i don't have you know i think you really need to talk to someone else about this this is a this is kind of you know this is too big for you mm-hmm. know for me to really really help you with but let me tell you i have i've i've used the eap that we've got you know and it was great so share an experience about perhaps you know um, a moment that, that you kind of got through it's not about it's not about who's got the the, the biggest horror story so you know saying
2: things
0: <laughs> like yeah oh, yeah, look, I, you know, oh, I know how you're feeling or, um, you know, look on the bright side or, or things like that probably aren't constructive. We've probably all said those things.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's nothing. I had this, that and the other. Sorry. Yeah.
0: That, all that does is kind of, you know, um, I guess sort of say, you know, they're probably isn't as big as, as it is. What could be, water off a duck's back for you could be a major crisis for someone else. Yeah. You know, when you say to someone, look, don't sweat the small stuff. Or, or you know, I don't understand why you, you, you're so worried about that. You know, it, it, in 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 my eyes, that will, might look like a small problem, but in in their eyes, it could be massive. For, for reasons that we don't know about.
1: Yeah, I felt that with um, me and the emergency siren. You know, it's just an emergency siren. There was one guy there who was who was my mate, and um, when he realised how much I was struggling, he he started doing things when we were parked up for another emergency, once he realised just why I was struggling with it, um, he'd send me a message on the uh, truck computer system. We can send each other messages. And he'd send me a message and say, Hey, girlfriend, you all right? And I, he'd go, It'd just be I a, It'll just be a stupid machine. And i go, Yeah. And, you know, the other thing he said that really helped, and I just felt like such an idiot when he said this, in a good way, I guess, but... He said to me, you know you can turn the siren down because it comes across two-way. And I said, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Like, you can't turn it all the way down because it it just wouldn't let you. But I still had it really loud. Like, it was loud. It was going off in my head. And the more I heard it, the worse I got. And I built myself up into this state. And him saying that, and then him messaging me during an emergency, and then him saying... It's probably just a stupid sensor on a machine that says it's on fire. Every time there's an emergency, it doesn't mean that someone like Tony is in trouble. And they were three things he said to me. And I'm like, yeah, you know. At one time, we had two emergencies between first and second crib. You know, (laughs) that's in a couple of hours. And they they happen out there. And they have to. You have to treat things as if it's on fire, even if it's not. Because, you know, it actually might be. So. Um, Yeah. But they were three things he said to me, and they got me through it, and I'm fine now with emergency sirens. I kind of laugh in its face. <laughs> how,
0: much, how hard was it for 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 your colleague, you know, for your workmate to do that? It wasn't really. It just uh, it was just you know someone who was in tune with, um, who kind of understood what what you were, where you're at. Yep. Um, and thought, you know what? How hard is it to send someone a text message and say, look? I realise you had a really tough day today, um, hope everything's alright, um, we all know we can we can put ourselves in a scenario where we get something, you know, from someone that sort of just shows that they, you know, give a crap about us and it's, uh, yeah. it's a really good, simple thing. And, you know, it does take a little bit of um, getting out of our own head sometimes and, you know, as I, as I said before, taking the blinkers off a little bit, um, you know keeping a little bit of perspective when sometimes there might not be a lot of perspective. And I should say, you know, like I, uh, you know, in, in some of the work we've been doing um, over in the over in the West with, you know, with our new uh, campaign for, for it's called Are You OK? A Feel, which focuses on, on FIFO. You know, really getting a sense of, you know, some of the challenges that are going on out there and, um, you know, that, that extra... Layer of you know, kind of uncertainty that that, you know really manifests in a range of different things that you don't expect. Mm. Um, You know, little things can be can be can be much bigger things. Um, You know, not knowing, uh, you know, kind of what's happening. You know, getting concerned about. You know, what looking over your shoulder, I guess, was one of the guy one of the guys described to me. Everyone's walking on eggshells, and everyone's looking over their shoulder, waiting for you know, waiting for the white envelope. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's really tough. It's really tough, particularly, you know, when you know finance. You know, things like finances and, and all that kind of stuff have a you know repercussion effect on relationships and all that. But you know, this is why the support of our, you know the support of each other is um, you know kind of kind of comes into its own um, in, in in respect of of. of You know, kind of, you know, kind of asking the question, I guess, and and, and looking out for one another. Um, It's not the panacea, though, Leanne. Like it's, it's, it's one small component. It's not gonna, it's not gonna solve all the problems and challenges. But you know, I guess it's one little thing that we, you know, one little ray of light that we can do in, in, in in really challenging times. You know, things will get better. They will. Mm. Um, Anyone who's been in a, you know, who has been in a a situation of, um, you know, sort of economic sort of uncertainty or many people will, we talk about the good times and the bad times and, you know, it's the strength
1: of our relationships that get us through the tough times. Absolutely. And that goes with your family, your friends, your workmates. Um, it goes with everything. We've got to, I've been in certain, definitely walked on eggshells out at work and you're just waiting. Instead of them being out there Looking at what we're doing they they they're trying to catch you doing something wrong all the time, and just that in itself it sends a shudder through and then you know there's the list is coming of who's going who's going because they're having a big um downsizing and it and it the big thing that I find is everyone's mind's off off the job you know and it it is life and death what well, we do in mining the big shit out there is a lot can go wrong and it does and like you say it's not uh, um only the mental health issues there's so many other factors that come into our lives and a big thing that I've been uh talking about lately in the last few episodes is about how um how we can start trying to notice within ourselves what we do when um little things go wrong? See if I can explain this. So your footy team loses and they were robbed by the umpire and you know you should you should have won that game and it might have been the grand final or it might not have, for instance. But you get through that eventually. You get over it, right? And um how how did you get over it? You know, do you end up going out and going fishing or do you go for a walk or do, you know and that that's what I'm starting to try and ask people to start noticing what you do that gets you through let's call them the grey times so that when you hit a dark time you know that you've got things in your toolkit if you like to help you bounce back out of that hole and because I've been in a couple in the last couple of years which you know I haven't been used to and um it gets, I have got frustrated because I've, I've got all, every bloody tool in the kit and that's when you get cranky Well, with me. Well, I shouldn't be like this, but, you, you know, okay, I didn't have that tool. I needed that one. Um, but in saying that, I'll ask you this now. I've got this written down to ask you. I ask most of my uh, uh, guests on the podcast, what do you do, Brendan, personally that, is in your toolkit like what do you, what do you do to help you through when life turns to crap what what's your happy place from a personal level
0: look it's um it's, it's it's a really good question i think um i get a lot of uh i get a lot of of comfort and solace with uh with family um you know like i'm i'm very focused on on family and um and my relationships, you know, my friends, uh, my wife. Um, I have three step kids. I think that, you know, having, um, I guess, you know, some people, you know, some people, you know, might, might, you know, might kind of choose to, you know, kind of withdraw and, you know, spend spend time on their own and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a very good strategy for some people. I tend to get busy, and mm. um, I try and as best as I can. Um, articulate uh, You know certain things that creep up on I me mean, give an example in this role. You do get uh, exposed to um, You hear a lot of really um, tough content I suppose at times you know like mm. tough stories uh, you know of, of, of People that have been in you know really challenging situations and perhaps had um, you know suicide attempts and, and other things and if you don't, um, find a way to sort of, um, unvert yourself from that stuff and, and talk to someone about it, it can really creep up on you. Um, mm-hmm. so we've got a, we've got an EAP, um, you know, kind of a, a private, um, uh, firm that, that, that provides, you know, psychology sessions and stuff like that. Just ducking in there every now and again and just, you know, sort of getting some of this stuff off your chest is a really good way to look after yourself. Um. Yeah, you know, going for – keeping active, uh, you know, I'm almost 40 and I still play rugby union. I'm an idiot because uh,
1: I, I – Because I'm, you play rugby union? Well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Sorry, rugby. I'm an AFL rugby league kind of gal.
0: <laughs> Any sort of, uh, of, of, you know, full contact sport at, at 40 is pretty uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're opening yourself up to, to injury. And, uh, but, you know, what, I love it. And, you know, my wife will sort of say to me, I had four games this year and, and not because – I didn't want to have fifteen because I got injured basically in every game um, <laughs> that I had, and,
1: and it you took know, you four weeks it. to get over each one.
0: Oh, totally! I mean, grade three, grade three calf tear for i tell I tell people for pushing too hard in the scrum. But oh, like, yeah, yeah, up well, properly. <laughs> that kind of stuff, and, and you know what I get out of out of sport is the the social connections. And yeah. You know, I've got some of the best friends that I've I'll ever have, and, and lifelong friends through through playing rugby. And I've seen how how that that group of people rally around um, people when you know when, when times get tough. You know, we've we've had guys in our club who have um, you know um, who have got sort of terminal illnesses and have, have you know sort of passed away. Two people I know, you know, I can think of immediately, and we've had you know kind of major fundraisers that have you know. More or less paid off mortgages to, wow. you know, to to sort families out, and you know I look at that and I think what what an amazing um, you know kind of network and, and what an amazing community and community is such a big part of um, you know kind of my life um, and that you know that extends into work you know we're a tiny team at Are anyway, Okay there's six of us yeah but you know we 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 care about each other um, writing things down is a big thing for me so like if I'm if I'm being like I, I, getting good, getting a good night's sleep is really important. And if I'm if I've got something on my mind um, that's keeping me up, I, I generally tend to um, try and put it down on paper or something. Sort of putting them out of your head and either into your little note section of your iPhone or or, on, or I'd, I'd say I keep a pad and paper. You know, I don't. Um, you know, a few things. You know, parking them. Yeah, and physically doing that kind of really helps me.
1: Yeah, get it out of, get of your head.
0: Yeah, get get it out of your head. Yeah, because yeah. um, we can all t- we can toss and turn all night over over things that we know we've got to do tomorrow. Mm. Um, and you know, just just finding time for you know for the for the important things. You know, work's not everything. Uh, it's a big part of, it, of our lives. Like that's the truth, um, but it's not
2: everything. Yeah.
1: So, how did you? Brendan become involved with Are You Okay Day, or Are You Okay? I keep saying Are You Okay Day because that's what I know that's about. Right. But Are You Okay is the organisation, is that right? And then yeah. the day that's is right. one of the events that you have.
0: That's right. So I mean, Are You Okay Day is our grand final, if you like. So it's kind yep. of the end of a process and then the start of a process. Um, so we've got a lot of you know complementary campaigns like Are you Okay Field. Are you okay at work? Are you okay at school? Um, and a range of mm. other things that we just really try to keep the conversation going all year round. Um, so I was uh, I was working at um, at Lifeline for for three years. Uh, sorry, for three years for seven years. Yeah. Um, after being um, in kind of branding and advertising and stuff like that, I was a bit of a square peg in a round hole in that in that sort of industry. And um, I worked with... Um, it just wasn't really, I was, I was pretty good at it, but it, it just wasn't really, um, I wasn't finding it really fulfilling and, um, I didn't really fit the advertising stereotype that I think,
2: you know, <laughs> with, um, ushy
0: suits and,
1: you know, like <laughs> kind of a tracky Dax, kind of rugby um, jersey well, kind of guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: awesome jeans and, you know, yeah. um, of of polos rather than, you know, suits and, um, you know that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I was, I was in that in that space for about ten years, and then I worked with Lifeline Australia on on a project of you know quite a rebranding them and, and repositioning them. Um, and that took about twelve months. And at the end of it, the the CEO at the time, a magnificent lady by the name of Dawn O'Neill, um, sort of said to me, "Look, um, we've got a we're sort of um, reorganising Lifeline and." We've got a, an opportunity to set up a, uh, a helpline. Um, it was actually around cannabis information, actually, and totally had nothing to do with what I ever knew, um, ever knew about, but it was a foot in the door. And um, so I stepped in the community sector and, and I set up a, a helpline for cannabis information with some funding from the federal government. Yep. And that was about a three-month project and that evolved into a range of other roles around sort of fundraising and then uh, when I finished there after seven years, I was um, in a general manager role as part of the sort of national leadership team around kind of fundraising and partnerships and government relations and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it sort of was with the organisation through a pretty major change. Mm. And then I was made redundant.
1: um, Oh, from Lifeline.
0: from Lifeline after oh dear. A, a, a restructure and um, kind of found myself in a position where I had to kind of rethink what I wanted to do, um, took a few months off. Well, obviously it was a few forced force months and I went and did Kokoda <laughs> and um, you know, kind of did some really good things. It was uh,
1: sorry, my- I'm going to interrupt there. Did you just say you did Kokoda? I did. As in the Kokoda track? The track. <gasps> yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, it was, it was, it was
0: amazing the best thing, one of the best things I've ever done oh. uh, it was a profoundly incredible experience and um, just makes you know in terms of getting perspective on I guess what the guys went through um, you know what the guys and girls went through up there it was just you know, it was one of the best things I've ever done and I'd encourage anyone to do it it just gives you um, I guess makes you feel so grateful for kind of what we've got and you know um to think that you know, I had uh, three square meals a day. I had a you know, I had walking you know, kind of six boots packs you know porters all that kind of stuff, and spent most of it on my ass because it was so slippery. And <laughs> guys, yeah, did it with you know, did it with you know, dysentery and and mm. you know, fired upon from left, right, and centre, and losing their mates and all yeah. that. um it just gave gave me a new sort of perspective on things and. Um, yeah, it was a really amazing thing to do. Then, you know, kind of set set about trying to find the next move. And to be honest, lost a bit of confidence in myself over over a couple of months. About you know,
2: uh, you know, applied for quite a few jobs and, mm. and didn't didn't progress. And then um, this opportunity came
0: up at AOK, and uh, and I threw my hat in the ring and 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 sort of stepped in there about three and a half years ago. And I live in Canberra, um, and the the, the the organisation is based in Sydney, so I, go, I actually go up to Sydney um, for half the week every week. So I suppose I'm kind of like you, – your listeners will probably roll their eyes, but I'm kind of like a FIFO. Oh,
1: yeah, not even, not even. <laughs> I've been on that plane flight. You don't even get time for a cup of tea. No,
0: that's true. That's true. <laughs> I guess um, in some ways uh, – you know, for, for three and a half years, I've been, I've been, you know, trying to squeeze my life into, into, you know, kind of half a week every week in Canberra. You know, I, even though it's only a couple of days, there's a there's a bit of peripheral travel around as well. And yeah, I, I think I kind of, you know, in certainly in, in talking to, quite often to to people working in the you know in the mining industry, I think I c- can kind of, you know, partly understand, you know, what that life of being on on and off planes and away from homes like. Yeah. Um, maybe not as uh, as concentrated because there's there's kind of bigger bigger shifts and swings in the in the sector but yeah it's um you, you you get home and you kind of feel you know that your focus should be on home and then perhaps you're not you know catching up with your mates as much as you'd like to and um yeah, all those things
1: mm. um, yeah, yeah that's right
0: so. because i've got a job i love and you you know you can't you can't have it all i don't think i think there's you got to make sacrifices and um Certainly, so there's a lot of sacrifices made in the, in the mining sector and, you know, mm.
1: um, it's hard being away from your family and, and your support networks and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It really can be. Yeah. I've just got a question that's just flying into my head that I need to ask. Did you go on the big yellow bus tour? Did you go on the bus and actually go across the Nullarbor and everything or did it start, the yellow bus started in Perth and you flew there?
0: So the, the yellow bus started in Perth. Yeah. Um. But came back across the Nullarbor. Yeah. Um. I didn't go for the whole for the whole trip. Yeah. Um. Because we're we're such a small team. Um. And it was right in the middle of our our sort of biggest campaign period. We we had to have some people back on the ground just to deal with you know all of the community engagement stuff that happened. But I did spend about ten days on the bus from um, from. Uh, South Australia through to Victoria, Tasmania, and then back up, um, back up through
2: um, to, to sort of where we finished in Sydney. And uh, yeah, it was it was a really you know really incredible experience. Oh, I bet
1: you would have met heaps of different people. And did you find that a lot of people come uh, wanted like Sean? I think you talked about earlier wanted to come on the bus and share their story. Or what else did yeah, the bus yeah. do other than that?
0: Well, we'd go. We basically we would. We would set up uh, an event as we we're invited to set up an event. So, um, to give you an example. We, we went to Ulverstone in um, near Launceston in Tasmania. How do you spell that? U L V E R S T O N E.
1: Ulverstone, Okay. Yeah. In Tassie.
0: So we went to we went to Alverstone and we went to the um, there's a men's shed there.
1: Oh, they're awesome men's sheds.
0: That's unbelievable. Mm. And. They, they had I mean I think every every one of their members was was there and uh, we we ended up interviewing about three or four three or four guys there but one of the one of the things that I remember was that there was a there's a guy there I think he was um, he was a, a, originally from Germany and he was actually building his own coffin in the workshop
1: <laughs> no shit and, was he old?
0: was old, he <laughs> the bite and showed me the plans for this, you know, and everyone was helping him, and they all thought it was hilarious, and um, another guy I spoke to, uh, I had, had a yarn to him, and I said, how are you going, and he's like, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm not going too bad, he said, look, I've had a pretty tough, tough time, he said, I recently lost my wife, and I also lost my, um, my son, who was a police officer about 15 years ago, in a motorbike accident, mm. anyway, he started, um, I, I saw that he was quite teary, and... Um, I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, Mate, it must be really hard for you to talk about and he looks at me and he goes, No, no, no He said, I'm 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 good with it now He said, um, I've just got glaucoma which makes my eyes water <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, they were just an amazing bunch of uh, bunch of guys and they um, you know, it was just a really, really good there was there was just many, many more stories like that that we kinda came across you know, on that tour and we caught, caught a lot of it on um, on film and many of those stories are, are on our if you were to go to our website, are you
1: au, and then go to our YouTube channel, um, you can see a lot of that content. And I went there earlier and it's actually are you okay as in the letter R, the letter U, the letter O, the letter K dot, org. Right. dot AU. Yeah, yeah. So not not spelt out, it's short.
0: That's right. And look everything that we've you know, like I mean I've talked about how to have a conversation and, and stuff like that today, um, We've got really, really good resources on the site, um, mm-hmm. and there's no harm. It'll take you five minutes to jump on there and, and have a look at, you know, how do I approach someone I'm worried about? You know, what are some what are some good ways to start a conversation? How do I encourage action? What are some good listen, listening techniques? Um, so, you know, no, no harm in jumping on there and, and giving yourself a bit of a refresher course if you want to. You know, if you're worried about someone, you got to reach out to them.
1: That's right, I had a look too. It's a really good website and I'll add a link to it and that will be in the show notes at madmumsy.com forward slash beers nineteen. That's the number nineteen. So Brendan, are you okay day is coming up shortly? If all goes to plan, this podcast will be out prior to your grand final day, <laughs> the You U OK Day. I believe it's September eighth. Have I got that correct? That's right. yep. September 8th, this is 2016 for those listening in the future. And but, do you have a certain day every year? I Did I see the second Thursday of September every
0: year? That's exactly right. Yep. yep. Okay.
1: okay. So, yeah. And uh, it's, I thought it was more a mining thing, but it's not, is it? Because it's, it's just Australians anywhere. Are you okay, Dave? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah we've- Workplaces of all descriptions, you know, office space, We've
0: got schools, community groups. Um, you know, there's there's probably thousands of, um, of community groups, workplaces getting involved um, this year, based on you know the, the the conversations we've had and the the outreach that or, or inreach that we've had from you know from from people wanting to get involved. So, look, I would just say you don't have to wait around to. Um, you know, for HR or, or management to say we're going to do something, um, you know, to recognise um, AUAK okay Day, but it's it's the most successful when someone champions it, champions it from within. So, I, I mean, it's it's best. I mean, you don't have to wait for your for your, you know, for your HR manager or your boss to you know decide you're going to do something to you know um, get involved in, in AUAK okay Day. Well, it's it's a national day of action. It's it's time. It, it's an opportunity to think about um, think about how some changes you can make, I guess, in terms of reaching out to those that you know uh, you might be worried about. Like, how often do we, in hindsight, think, you know, perhaps I, I wish i have had that conversation with someone, or you know, what is it that I what is it that I could do to you know to help someone that I'm concerned about. This is really about empowering and giving people some, you know, some skills and momentum to, to, to reach out to someone they're worried about 365 days of the year. So mm, that's I'd right. say to people, if you're going to get involved, try and do it in, in a way that's, you know, authentic, you know, maybe be prepared to share a story with someone or reach out to someone that you don't really know perhaps in the workplace and, you know, have a conversation with them and and try and build a, a bit of a, a bit of a relationship, you know, Focus a little bit more on some of the relationships in your workplace and take a personal interest in people um, because it's those people that will help you, you know, that
1: will potentially be there for you when, uh, you know, when, when times get tough. Mm, that's right. So on social media and on the website, it's all very yellow, I noticed. And I see lots of people in those are you okay yellow t shirts. So is yep. that part of getting involved? If you register to get involved, what what is it that actually normally happens? As I say, really, to be honest, all I've noticed in my world has been um, huge things on social media. But what can we do in person in the community other than just chatting to our workmates is... Do they have organised events, or what what goes on? You know,
0: I mean, yeah, there's lots of things you can do in your workplace to you know to kind of recognise and acknowledge the event. I guess AUOK's day is like like kind of drawing a line in the sand and saying that look, we we want to build work towards building a culture of you know stronger peer to peer support, and um, it's more about how you it's more about how that kind of evolves you know beyond the day itself. So, for instance, you know. The aim of actually organising an okay event is to build up a sense of camaraderie and rapport between people involved. So it's, you know, so that you get to know each other a bit better. You know, we know that some of the some of the best conversations are the ones which take place between people who trust and know one and each other. So you could do it by um, you know, hosting a a sausage sizzle or a, a breakfast or a morning tea and or Create a conversation corner in a workplace by flagging certain areas with uh, you know with, with yellow and black speech bubbles, or um, hmm. give staff if you're the boss, give staff a few minutes off to call their grandparents or you know or, or a family member who's interstate. Um, you know think about who you can reconnect with. Um, there's some great resources that if you you know if you're having a, um, a toolbox toolkit for instance, which you know uh, a toolbox talk. Tool or a safety talk within, you know, within a uh, mine site environment, there's there's a presentation that someone could volunteer to give about how to have a tough conversation. I think at the end of the day, if you can get through R okay Day and not just have had balloons and cupcakes and think, you know, that was nice and actually mm. be a little bit more empowered to think, you know, what am I going to do from here to be a better workmate? then, you know, we've, we've probably done something meaningful. You know, it's not about rattling tins and raising money. If you want to do that, that's fine, but it's actually more about what you do to to kind of embrace a message and then what happens beyond the day, um, you know, to sort of, you know, reinforce the power that, that, that a conversation has in, in, you know, helping you help a workmate through those difficult times.
1: So... The biggest message that comes from you explaining all of that to me is that, yeah, it's not just about the balloons and the yellow. It's about that a conversation could change your life by asking if someone is okay and just starting to take the blinkers off and getting everyone to start to be a little bit more aware to think about it for yourself from within are you okay maybe not maybe you need a hand or seeing those around you and it might not just be at work it might be your neighbor and like you say it could be anywhere but of course we biz with a minor podcast we're focusing on mining lifestyle but more and more the people i'm talking to is just about life in general and i think that what you're doing is just freaking awesome
0: well, thanks, Mad Mumsy. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's really great to have had a yummy. It was the first time I've ever had a podcast where I've been encouraged to sit here and have a beer as well, and I've really enjoyed that. <laughs> <It's>...
2: <laughs>
1: so spread the word. <laughs> I told you it's not the ABC.
0: <laughs> but, and, you know, this is this is what it's all about. It's all about conversations and, you know, yeah. the more that we can start talking about this kind of stuff. And, you know, we've got these, um, these double... Um, we've got these double beer coasters that we um, distribute as part of the um, the fly-and-fly-out campaign because, you know, we don't want to be a purist mental health charity that, you know, pretends that conversations don't happen over beers. Um, (laughs) You know, we're prepared to put our message wherever it's going to be heard. Um, Really, you know, find an environment and, and, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should go out and, you know, get blind and, you know, try and solve the world's problems, but the truth is, the conversations do happen over a beer, and it's um, right. let's let's try and you know find those moments and try and make them a little bit more meaningful. And if you find it hard um, as a bloke to you know to sit across the table from someone and have a conversation because you're worried about them, you know, pick up a pool cue or play a game of pool or, or sort of do something and you know quite kind of let it let it happen. But just do it. If you've got a gut feel that says something's not quite right, follow that gut feel. Sometimes the are you okay conversation is just a, a knowing glance or a hand on the shoulder or, or a beer or whatever it might be other times it's a more engaged conversation but you know follow that gut feeling and trust yourself and accept that sometimes it might not go to plan it might not follow the regimented four steps of a conversation that we advocate but at least you've had a crack
1: exactly and if you do feel out of your depth suggest that they find help with people that Know a bit more about whatever it is that they're struggling with.
0: Exactly, and if you hear the if you hear the story, if you if you hear the response, which is common, I've tried that before, it didn't work. You know, we've got to understand that. Um, you know, if you if you're seeking professional help, sometimes you just don't get the right fit with someone. Um, it might not work, but if you keep trying um, and you find someone and you find a, a, a process or a a therapy or whatever that might be that works, change
1: your life. It's like when you're learning a skill and you can have 10 trainers or not 10 maybe, you know, two trainers or one trainer trying to tell you I struggled learning how to drive a truck back in the day, back in freezing cold New South Wales. And um, I just didn't get what they were on about. But then I had one trainer and however they put it, it all clicked and I was fine. And and it can be like that, you know. It might just be, you might just be that one person that they, or you might be the one that gets them thinking that then they talk to someone else that helps them. So we've, like you say, we've got to have a crack. I love that. That's awesome.
0: Totally. Life's about insights, isn't it? You know, we we can all remember that, well, if you think about, those, those things that have been said to us by people that matter in, in the
2: course of our lives that have been, you know, profound and they've had a big impact on us, you know, like mm. those opportunities are there every day. You know, we could have an interaction with someone that just changes the way that we think about
1: something and all of a sudden we're, you know, we've got a different perspective on things and, and we move on. And it can turn your life around and it can turn someone else, or, you know, and it really can, it really can. Mad Mumsy getting deep now, but it can turn your life yeah. around. <laughs> One conversation. It's Are cool. you okay? Trying to read uh, you
0: know, into podcasts.
1: Yeah. So uh-huh. you what said this, again? but you said this is the fir- first podcast that you've been on where you're encouraged to have a beer. So well, uh, well, is it well, the well, only well, podcast interview you've done? This is the
0: first podcast interview I've ever
1: done. Oh my God. I was hoping you'd done, say that. I've
0: done, I've done lots of interviews. Yes. Um, you know, media interviews and that kind of stuff. It's the first time I've ever done a podcast interview. Right.
1: It's did true. you did you know what a podcast was?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a podcast.
1: You do? Well um, make sure yeah. you sign up and subscribe to Beers with a Minor Podcasts on your favourite app. <laughs> which you'll hear at the end when I close out. <laughs> Brendan, in closing, is there anything else that you would like to share with us that we perhaps haven't covered?
0: I think we've covered a lot. And I would just reiterate uh, to we've got an amazing uh, website with lots of great content and really good tips on, on how to have a conversation with someone you're worried about. So if you're in any doubt, visit ruok.org.au and I'm sure you'll, you'll hopefully find some, you know, some really good tips and guidance on how to reach out to someone uh, if you are worried about them.
1: I totally agree. It's a really good website, and whoever's doing it for you, they buy them a beer because they're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> now, in I said in closing, but um, this is the second time only this has happened in my total of a whole nineteen episodes. Uh, that my first question is at the end because we got yakking pretty quick and got right into it. So I'm still going to ask you. You don't get away with it. As this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor podcast, I like to start, or sometimes finish, these happy hour episodes with my guests sharing their favourite beverage and also their favourite time to enjoy it. It could be a beer, wine, spirit, or perhaps even a cup of tea. What is yours, Brendan? My favourite beer is a pale
0: ale. Um, I don't have a specific brand, but I love pale ale, and uh, I've... Well, one of my favourites is Cooper's, Cooper's Green, um, a South Australian beer. But I like all beers, so, uh, except for light. I don't like light beer.
1: Why, because it
0: tastes like water? Pretty
1: much. <laughs> yeah, me too. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't like mid-strength, because I think mid-strength's a very sensible beer to drink. You
1: can have a nice mid-strength beer with your lunch. Correct. You know, and, and you're fine. And I do believe, I'll have to check the archives, but I think you might actually be the first person who is a a beer drinker as their favourite beverage. Everyone else has been wine.
0: Oh, no, I'm definitely a beer drinker.
1: do Do you ever drink wine?
0: Yes. When? I like red wine. I don't drink a lot of it, though.
1: I'm a beer drinker who at times pretends to be a wine connoisseur, but if you listen to my interview with my mum, you'll find out that I'm failing at that pretty bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to have wine when I'm eating tea, that's about it, and then I'm back to my beer. So uh, I think that might we might wrap up there. No worries. Okay. Thank yes. you so much, Brendan, for coming on the Beers with a Minor podcast. And now that I know you're a podcast listener, I expect to see a rating and review on iTunes. Right. <laughs> I've uh, got what you needed out of
0: that, Leanne. I hope it was uh, useful and insightful.
1: Absolutely. It was. It was brilliant. It was, it was great. It's time to say goodbye now. We could chat all day, and I have been known to. <laughs> what, but what is the best place that people can get in touch with you?
0: The best place to go is our website, uh, which is ryouok.org.au, and to contact us through the Contact Us link on the site, or they can email us at hello, h e w l o at ruk.org.au.
1: And you have a Facebook page?
0: Yeah, we do have a Facebook page, and it is uh, forward slash Are You Okay Day. The Facebook page is Are You Okay Day, and we've got a massive um, social media community, and there's some really great content that we post on there every day, and it's a really good way to keep in touch with kind of what
1: we're doing. It's fantastic, and um, there's a really great community vibe in there as well. People helping out, and that's that's great to see. So. Keep doing what you're doing, Brendan, and it's been fantastic to chat to you. I've really enjoyed this, and I'll let you know when this is live and you can have a listen yourself. Thanks, Leanne. All the links we discussed in this episode are at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 19. That's madmumsy with a Z or a Z, depending where you're from, and the number 19. I would love you to please leave a rating and review on iTunes so more people can hear about the Beers with a Minor podcast. Head to madmumsy.com forward slash iTunes to find the subscribe link and please share with your mates. Not an iTunes fan? That's okay. Just search for Beers with a Minor in your favourite podcast app. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, stay safe, be real, be
2: special and have fun for we only live once. Cheers.